We're back at another one. Another one. We got our boy Josh in studio. What up, what up? He is head instructor at 10th Planet Golf Shores. Uh, 10th Planet Golf Shores, formerly uh, Kazushi Club Golf Shores, Wheels Car and Jiu-Jitsu. We're reaffiliating when I get my black belt. Okay. So when Sean moved to Atlanta, opened up 10th Planet Atlanta, we had to like nix the affiliation because Eddie changed the rules. You have to be a homegrown 10th Planet black belt. Okay. So, as soon as I get my black belt, we'll reaffiliate. Okay, yeah. cool. Still part of 10th Planet, though, still... All that fun stuff. I just can't put the name on the building. Yeah. yeah. We're still part of the team, though. I was wondering what the karate or the wheels thing was, because yeah. I see that on everybody's, like, rash guards, or they have shirts and stuff. Like, we just went to Remedy Sunday, and Derek was there. Yeah, and I, he had, Yeah, he yeah. had one of the wheels thing, and I was like, I meant to ask him, like, how that is. Is, like, half the studio karate, or is it, like, time frames, like... Yeah, no, it's half and half. So, like, uh, we... Used to be. Did you ever come to the gym when it was in Foley when we were in the CrossFit building with Andrew and them? Did you no. ever come? So we moved. Uh, I think it was 2018, summer of 2018. We moved down to Gulf Shores and we merged programs with Wheels Karate because we known uh, Chris Wheels like a long time. Chris Wheels, as you guys don't know, is the head the head instructor and owner of uh, Wheels Karate Jiu Jitsu Kazushi Club Gulf Shores. Dude's a fucking OG. Like yeah. he's been doing bare knuckle karate for like. 30 years ish yeah dude Holy he like shit. he's kickboxed he's boxed and uh he dude's a savage and plus he's like a really good guy and so we merged programs with him and that's the building we're in and he's helped me boost my uh my jujitsu program as well and i've helped him with the after school kids so definitely learned a lot about uh because i've always been like good at jujitsu and been a good competitor but mm. i was you know he's taught me a lot about maybe not being so much of a dick and kind of being a bit nicer, <laughs> like kind of yeah. like turning the switch on and off between, Hey, let's get this dude. And Hey, calm down. You know? Yeah. So uh, Chris Willis is, he's the homie. He's, the, you know, love that dude to death. Dude, y'all definitely have a room full of killers, bro. We do. We do. It, it, <laughs> we do. A lot of boys. Murderers. You know yeah. Bro. Like, uh, some gnarly shit. Cam, dude. Derek, and dude, I am terrible with names, so I forget the so other two. We have a couple that are like homegrown. Uh, there are guys that like don't really. I have a bunch of guys that are hobbyists that you won't really see a whole lot unless you come in and train because they don't compete a whole bunch. Yeah. But they come in every night and they'll bump with like Cam, Derek, Pat, almost like those guys. Like they'll give them all a run for their money, right? So I got guys like uh, Tom Eberly who will actually be competing this weekend. Is that the guy? Remember, we were refing. And you were coaching him, but I was refing. And you were coaching at the end of the match. I was like, dude, he's a killer because everything you said, he literally did at the time you said it. Like, he was such a good listener. I want to say his name was Tom, dude. Older guy, dark skin, black hair. <sighs> Not dark he does, skin. He doesn't look older, but he's like probably 35. He's super. Yeah. He's in super good shape. Looks young. Yeah. That, that might have been him. Yeah. They all tend I to I think at the time well. he was a blue belt. Uh, yeah, he got his blue belt. Uh, I think he got it end of tw- he got it at the end of 2019 was when he got his blue. But yeah, like it, it might have been, might have been, it might have been. been him because this was in Milton. I want to say, maybe not. I don't know. I can't remember. It was what. probably Tom. It was either might be Tom. It wasn't Jordan, was it? No, not Jordan. I know Jordan because yeah, yeah. they look young. Yeah, Jordan looks. Yeah. Didn't Which, he, him and his girl just have a baby? Yeah, they just had a ba- uh, little Everly. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Babies. They look Everly. like two influencers. 
Oh, uh, those two? Yeah, like well, just visually, well, they look like some well, TikTok Peyton, kids. They look good. Yeah, Peyton they're pretty does. kids. Peyton does. Jordan looks like if Justin Bieber had scoliosis. But, <laughs> but he is good at jujitsu. So yeah. And plus, he's a good kid. Like, there's nobody, like, trust me, every time that kid does anything, like, even semi, like, annoying, I always give him shit. But, he, like, it's he's tough a good love, dude. Yeah, he's good it's at tough love, And bro. not only that, but, like, I've talked shit to the kid for, like, years now, and he still hasn't gone off. Like, he's still yeah. around. Like, yeah. Figure if I'm he's not coming get, back. Yeah, I'm not getting rid of him at this you know, point. I figure I'm kind of stuck with him. You're definitely in the, the business of teaching tough skin, bro. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I try but, to, but man. There there needs to be more of that in the world. To There's say, too many. Gotta be, I feel like well, to be in that. Too many marshmallows out there, you know? Well, here's the thing about, like, and I always kind of drive this home when, when you talk about, like, because the guys that are hobbyists in the gym, like, I'm still going to teach them the same jujitsu. Yeah. But I'm not going to hold them as accountable. Like, if, you know, homeboy over here who has a wife and kids at home or whatever and he taps to something you know that's like oh that hurts he taps and we're like all right man that's cool like that wasn't real breaking pressure but i see what's going on there yeah. but if one of the competitors like if uh cameron dylan chastain Derek bryant uh you know uh pat omar if one of those guys taps i'm like hey man you know that shit wasn't there right yeah. i'm not gonna be a dick about it, but i'm gonna beat their ear a little bit you know what yeah. i mean because there's different goals you can't I mean, everybody still has to be held accountable, but I'm not going to be as harsh with this person as that person. Yeah. But that being said, even the hobbyists tend to be just as good because of proximity. You know what yeah. I mean? So who are you training with every day? Yeah. Uh, this, honestly, it was kind of like the same thing with me. Um, I never really wanted to be like super high level competitor or like I don't have any aspirations to be world champion. Chase and Sean did, and I was training twice a day every day because I wanted to open up my own school someday and make a living off jujitsu. Yeah. That was really the only reason I ever got into like training full time. Was like I was in college, I was at UAB, I got my uh, my bachelor's in phys ed and an associate's in anatomical sciences, and I was like, all right, well, here's another eight years. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, I'm gonna, <laughs> what? I'm like, uh... And I was already miserable. Like I was working at a detailing place, and I was like, I hate my job, I hate school. Not doing anything that I like. Yeah. yeah. So then I met Sean, like during my college stay, and the last. And you didn't do any martial arts before this. I did just poorly. So like okay. I, uh, my first dabble into martial arts, I was thirteen. Yeah, like twelve, thirteen. My buddy, uh, Shy Dismukes, we went to high school together. Okay. Uh, he did MMA and stuff, and his dad actually fought pro like way back in the day when it was still illegal in a bunch of states. <laughs> Um, Dave Dismukes. Respect, respect. Yeah, he. I think he actually one of his fights eventually is on record because that they legalized in Alabama yeah. right before it. But it, wow. yeah, he got. I think he used to fight in like hook and shoot or whatever, and uh, so he ha he like trained under Eric Paulson, like dabbled here and there with other places that was like a Japanese jiu jitsu black belt. Trained with them, and uh, you know they weren't like very good on the grand scheme of things, but they were good enough to get me interested. You yeah. Know? So like eventually. You know, that place closed down. I went to college and I met Sean, clicked with him. And I just come to, it got to the point where I met Sean. You met Sean at school? No, I met Sean down here. So that's, I kind of told it out of order. So it's a little weird. No, you're good. But, uh, so like my grandparents had a condo down Fort Morgan in Gulf Shores. And they would always like, hey, you want to come down to the beach with us? I'm like, nah, man. I don't fucking care <laughs> yeah, about the beach. Yeah, we're at different speeds. Like, like yeah. dude, like I, I just got done work and I want to sit on my ass and like drink and not do shit for like, you know, a few days, but, uh, you know, 
my grandfather knew I liked MMA and stuff. And he goes, dude, you need to come down here. Maybe there's like an MMA place that, you know, down here that you can check out. And I was like, oh, well, he's right about that. And then I looked up uh, online. Turns out there's a 10th Planet Gulf Shores. And, of course, I knew about 10th Planet. Yeah. Everybody knew about 10th Planet, you know. Like, I watched all Eddie Bravo's uh, videos and shit. Like, bought, you know, his books and whatever. So, I came down and checked it out and ran into Sean. Sean was a blue belt at the time. Oh, wow. And just click, dude. You know, just the kind of guy I wanted to be around and came back. And it got to the point where I had such a good time. And, you know, Sean welcomed me so well that I ended up coming down like every, you know, every few weeks. Usually like once every month or two. Yeah. I'll just come down and just train and hang out on the beach and shit. And you'd be able to hang out for how long? Usually the whole weekend. I'd okay. come down for like a weekend. Every now and then I'd like get up early, leave Monday. But okay. i just come down and... Uh, I just come down and train with it with him and Chase and Tori and you know all the other guys. At that same time, didn't Red train with all them? Yeah, he did. He was a white belt when I first met. Yeah, him. he actually got his blue belt the day Sean got his purple. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Tony was telling me because I guess when Tony started, Tony was training under Red because the gym they were set up at. That's just how it was. Like, and. You know, Red has like a very extensive knowledge of jujitsu, and like Tony got his blue, and then like Red moved on, or like wasn't coming or something. I can't remember exactly what happened there, but that's when like Tony started teaching. But I had like until he told me that, I had no idea that Red came from Tenth Planet. He did originally. Uh, yeah, he got his blue belt the same day Sean got his purple, yeah. and I, that was at the first Eddie seminar that Eddie ever did in Gulf Shores. So then. What year was that? That was hell, dude. I think it was that tw- year was hell. 2013. Sure. Pretty sure it's 20, 2012 or 2013. Damn, dude. That, that's so long ago. Yeah, and it doesn't it's feel like that long years. ago, dude. Yeah, like, really I actually doesn't. have a picture. I, sh- I was digging through my old photos the other day, and it's of me uh, sitting next to Eddie and Sean, which, and Sean's holding up his purple, and I'm ho- throwing up the 10, and Eddie's like hanging out with us. And, <laughs> and shit. you were still white at that time? I was still white belt, yeah. Okay. I had a couple like years of experience in grappling and shit, but I none of it was high level training and none of it was consistent you know what yeah. I mean? so like i just pretty much for sure when i was in birmingham if i got a weekend off like oh i don't have to work tomorrow i guess i'll go train at spartans today and get yeah. beat up by those like it was just like more of a novelty thing to train back then just because i loved it so much but i didn't really have the ability to pursue it yeah but like eventually i moved when i kind of got burnt out in college i did get my bachelor's and additional associates and i was like screw this man i'm doing jujitsu so i moved down here to apprentice under Sean. And whenever he said I was ready, I was going to go back home and open up my own gym, get an income that way and go back to night classes. Eventually it just became all about jujitsu, but I never wanted to be like super good competitor or anything. I just wanted to make money off jujitsu by running a school and getting to train every day. Yeah. Here's the thing is I trained with Chase and Sean and those dudes want to be world champions. When you train with guys who want to be world champions every day, yeah, that talent that you know all the things that they're doing you do everything they're doing it rubs off yeah you know what's so weird about because like i kind of think of you guys as like a little trio as far as like the hierarchy of you three Mm -hmm. it's like sean looks so unassuming chase for sure looks like anybody could beat chase dude just visually you're like what would he do to me you know what's hilarious is like of all the people in jiu-jitsu I've met, there's a bunch of people that probably don't like me or Sean. Yeah. Sean's somewhat abrasive. I'm pretty abrasive. Yeah. You know, given the the, the setting. Chase is like literally the nicest guy ever. Yeah. He you know looks I mean? exactly <laughs> like, how he is. Yeah. Like for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. But uh, of the three, you look the most like I'll kill you. I probably am. <laughs> Dude, not going to pro- lie, you turned the corner a second ago. I said, who the fuck is that guy? Like, seriously, you scared the shit out of me. I probably am, yep. but the, <laughs> yeah. the truth is that those two dudes beat me up. So, like, yeah, for sure. Like, We were outside standing waiting for you. Well, we were, like, saying bye to the previous guest, and it was, like, nice out, so we were just hanging out. And I was like, the dude that's about to show up, he could kill us all if he wanted to. <laughs> like, yeah. we might goes, stand, like, 30 seconds, and I'm telling, like, Paige, go. Run, get help. <laughs> get it, but get we're not going to survive. You're just going to take the cat and be gone. He, yeah, he's telling me, he's like, this is going to be the toughest guy we've had on so far. Yeah, and, and I, I was go, like, why are you doing Like, what do you do? What? Like, what are you trying to do right now, dude? Yeah, like, of all the killers that have been in this room, probably none. You're the first. Hey, I mean, you guys need to drag Chase and Sean in here next time they're in town. Yeah, actually. for real. Yeah. That'd, That'd be, be sick, way. dude. Yeah, they're, so they're not front, so they don't train around here anymore? They're in they're, Atlanta, right? They're in okay. Atlanta, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Sean got to offer to move and open up 10th Planet Atlanta. Uh, we knew this, the guys at Striker Fight Center through Kakudo Challenge, which is pretty much where Chase and I made our come up as right. younger guys yeah. and, you know, uh, lower ranks. So we came up through Kakudo That's Challenge. That's Byron's actual... Yeah, that was okay. Byron's thing. That's yeah. if you, Byron actually, if I'm correct, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure he sold the mats for Kakuto to Trey for yeah, Southeastern yeah, Subclassic. That's did. why if you guys go to the, the Southeastern Subclassic this weekend, uh, I know he did last time, might not have it this time, but on the the little cage panels, or not the cage panels, but the little fencing panels that he puts around, uh, along the ring or whatever, yeah. it says Kakuto on the side yep. of it. So yeah, that was Byron the Vorn's original love child. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that dude, that was, to this day, those were my favorite tournaments. But they don't throw him anymore? Nah. I haven't seen him in a while. I didn't know what he was doing. I didn't know if he like had a new one. Uh, I remember they stopped throwing tournaments for a while, and they kind of got into like, this Kakuto media thing where they just used Kakuto as the media brand to go around and stream a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. They streamed like the first few of Trey's yeah, tournaments. Yeah, I remember like the UWF yeah, one. And they, uh, they streamed Battle Mountain a couple times. Um, yeah, but who knows, man. I mean, you... You know Trey, so I'm sure he has probably told you, dude, yeah. running. And you've worked there as well. I mean, how yeah. we both ref there. Running a tournament is a pain in the ass, dude. And oftentimes, it's kind of thankless. You know what I mean? Like, For yeah. sure, dude. Like, There's a lot that goes on, I feel like, in something yeah. like that a lot if of you, people don't understand. You yeah, know, yeah. They don't think about unless you're actually in that field, you know, of some yeah. sort. Oh, yeah, for sure. Know? Like, if you're there setting up, and then you're there breaking down, you'll see how many people really thank him or thank the people that are there doing the thing because like i remember we had to set up for a southeastern uh one of the super fight shows one of the super fight shows but it was one of the uh combat jujitsu so we had to take an mma cage out of his backyard he has like a a semi-truck trailer that has no wheels it's just sitting on the ground fuck that he should have just held it in his backyard oh dude i know dude but we had to loaded up so i was there to load it up and then unloaded it at the crestview community center mm-hmm. built it then broke it down after the event so it's like those types of things people don't see and like i got to hang out with sammy and he told me about his fighting days like he i guess he fought on tough but it was like never aired or something so he uh they like tried out for tough and they got in it was the season because I talked to Joe Elmore about this, actually, at the last SEC event. Joe okay. Elmore was telling me, because him and Sammy were there. And Sammy made it. It was the season of GSP and Koscheck, Okay. I think. 
but they cut the heavyweight weight class. So they cut Sammy's weight class. <laughs> and then I think, I don't That's remember the I think Joe got injured or something like that. I think they got Jonathan Brookins or one of those guys to take his place instead. Mm. So, I mean. Damn, that's yeah. fucked, bro. Yeah, it that is what sucks. it is, though. Imagine where Sammy would be if he actually got on the show, though. I know. He dude, he's been, got he such been, a personality. I know. he Dude, he would have been like one of the, like, the fan favorites right off the rip, for yeah, sure. Yeah, he would have been the dude saying, uh, let me bang, bro. Yeah. Let is, me this, bang. is this a coach or somebody? Who is this guy? Sammy. Sammy, yeah. Who's this? He's not a coach. I don't know that no, he he's coaches a anything. Local promoter, local martial artist. He's fought. Uh, he's done. Sammy's done a little bit. I've seen he's him. like an entrepreneur. Like yeah. now he owns a crane company, I think. Uh, I don't know about it. I think he does something. I know he does some sort of like construction yeah. or like. I mean, he's a really good guy. He yeah. started up oh, with Trey. Nice cool. He's, a, he's on jujitsu, pancrase, MMA. Yeah. So. He's in the biz. All over the place. Definitely somebody you don't want to like mess with in the streets. I mean, you look at it. You look at him, and he. The way you guys described me is probably how I would describe Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So don't fuck with that guy for sure. Yeah, you're like, hey, let me buy that guy a drink. We're good. No, we're good. No, I don't know who you are. I just wanted to buy you a drink. (laughs) I typically just do that anyway. Yeah. Did I like? There's too many people. The days of like picking fights with people are definitely gone, dude. Because everybody like. You see somebody with cauliflower ear and you're like, oh, yeah, probably shouldn't fight that guy. But what about like the grandpa or whatever that's just like out or the dad that's just out wearing khakis and a button up with it, eating dinner with his kids that probably could kill you with a pencil because he worked for Blackwater or some shit. Yeah. yeah. You can't. There's no facial cue. Yeah. There's yeah. no scar, cauliflower ear, like American fighter t-shirt. Yeah. There's just this <laughs> yeah. dude used to kill people and you have no idea. You yeah. know what I mean? So like. Oh yeah, those days are over for sure. And thing is, like, if you're if you hang out in martial arts long enough, you get to meet those people too, and it's super weird. You know, I definitely have met some pretty loopy guys. We had this the first gym I ever started at was ASR. I don't know if you ever heard about that. Was it Alex Silva? Who was? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I started there. We had this kid that came in that claimed he was a purple belt. At the time, I was just a white belt. I can't remember his damn name for anything, but... Is he still around? He fought on Island Fights 60-something, or maybe 50, but he fought and got knocked out in like 10 <laughs> seconds, but he, he came at it like this. He was like this. Oh, he gave like the Irish... Yeah, like, like the, he was like walking up like... Like the Lucky Charm stunt yeah, double. Like, almost like when you like see people slap boxing in high school, they're like... He would do that, but oh, so he basically tried to throw a he fought Joe punch. Fernando, big the Rock looking dude from Remedy. Yeah, I know Joe, I pretty know. Joe, uh, pretty Joe, pretty Joe Fernando, dude. That's pretty a nickname right there, pretty Joe Fernando. Yeah, unless I'm mispronouncing your last name, my guy. I skated I him, with him I, when we were I young. Call him, uh, Joe Ferrigno. Yeah, oh yeah, that one comes off. Uh, I don't know. That's crazy. There's a but he knocked him out. Like he knocked him clean out. Old old purple belt kid got knocked out. Yep. But when we rolled, like I was like mopping him up and we were, I was a white belt. I shouldn't have even been in the ballpark of being able to do anything offensive to him if he was a purple belt. And I mean, where did this kid come from? He just like walked out. He literally just. Came in the gym one day and he's like, yo, this is my name. I'm a purple belt. But he would be talking about crazy stuff like, dude, did you know cats could walk on ceilings? And we're like, 
What the fuck <laughs> is this dude? See, that's so like... Yeah, crackhead oh, come up there. Yeah, well, dude, everybody's had a fucking crazy person. Yeah, I mean, he was loopy. Is that something that happens a lot? Like, oh, you have dude. people coming to gyms oh. that are like, oh, I've been doing this for eight years or whatever, and then get them on the mat, and it's like... So, let me how tell many you. like fake belts there are out there? Oh, yeah. they just claim something. Yeah, and some of them are well known too, and people don't know that they're fake or bought their black belt or whatever. Yeah, but there's entire like pay schemes of like famous black belts that are world champions that that'll come to your gym, do a seminar, and sell you a promotion. That's like yeah. real shit. So, I mean, if you got promoted, like say if you bought your black belt, and someone if someone gave you a black belt, I would argue that you're not a fake black belt. You just aren't you just suck you know what yeah, i mean like yeah. i guess i don't know but dude there's a if you're in martial arts bro you'll meet a bunch of crazy people either they're crazy or they have huge egos yeah it's really weird it seems to me that like if you have a huge ego there's like two main businesses you can get into it's either open a church or open a martial mm-hmm. arts academy or like, or motivational speaking yeah there's that too because yeah. you you, know I mean? you just soak up you're saying shit and you're smelling your own farts at the same time and you're like pretty much oh dude i'm the shit i am it i just said something so and good got, like, and then you've got Cats 50 walk, people I'm listening feeling. to you and yeah. you're like oh i'm definitely it yeah. yeah if you got that many people and then occasionally you have like the weirdos that come in the gym and like want to spar everybody right off the rip that happens every now and then too yeah it's like what? bro jesus <laughs> like it's crazy dude but yeah like i just i haven't spent enough time in the like you know i've rolled with him a couple times and stuff but I, that's like not you know that's not my thing i guess but i didn't know it was that because we have people come into the kitchen that are like oh yeah i've had 15 years experience working under this guy and then you see him julian and onion and you're like what the fuck are you doing dude <laughs> like shit like that you oh, know dude, like it's real it, yeah. it makes you wonder because i s- seriously wonder this sometimes the legitimacy of like celebrity jujitsu. Oh, yeah, we talked like, about Ashton Kutcher has a brown belt, but is that real? I hear he's legit. I hear that, but Well here's the thing is like I think also people need to think about like by saying legit, what are we saying? Are we saying that he beat up some really like famous jujitsu practitioners? Are we saying that he would be competitive if he went out to like, you know, like a high level competition? Yeah. Or are we just saying that he has a brown belt? This, what I mean? From what I hear, and this is why I consider it legit, is that he trains and takes it serious. I don't know that he's ever competed because I think we would have heard that. Yeah. But I, he's he loves the sport for what it is, and like yeah. he's putting in his time. And he's I think there was actually a video of him rolling with Craig Jones a while back, wasn't there? I don't remember. Video that. of him rolling Craig. Hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was. Jamie looked that up. <laughs> yeah, we're trying. Where to you at, Jamie? Uh, yeah, like so that like. I, the vibe I get from that is like, okay, he's good. Also, I've also heard of like a couple other people that have trained with like, uh, like Hegan is one, you know, like uh, Charlie Hunnam or whatever. Yeah. Sons of Anarchy. He, I think, I don't know if he's gotten from the last I checked, he was a white belt, but he trains too. I think he um, got his blue belt actually. Good for him. Him, Ru- Demi Lovato, and like Jonah Demi Hill. Lovato. I think he has his blue belt now. Good. Uh, dude, what about uh, RIP, my boy? Paul Walker, he he was a black. I mean, yeah, that's prom- what I heard. He was uh, promoted, uh, you know, posthumously, but uh, he got his black belt from uh, Frangina Miller, wow. and he was legit. Like he trained with like Frangina and Jeff Glover and Bill Cooper and all those yeah. guys. So for sure, that dude oh, was I legit. It. You know what I mean? Found the Craig Jones video. They did roll. Oh really? Yeah. I don't can remember I, how it went. I mean, I'm sure if they're if it's even you competitive, can, Craig's probably be. going easy on him because yeah. Craig's a nice guy. But yeah, I mean. As long as also you're Craig's training, down for a good laugh, yeah. like you're not trying to. Yeah, he's probably like one of the funniest people in jujitsu right now, in all yeah. honesty, like for sure. Dude, I love that he 
uh, damn, what is her fucking name? Gabby. Oh, God. That he's going to fight Gabby, but right before that, he was going to fight Ty. And he's like, I'm going to knock out the kid first and then fight the girl. And mm. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Because Ty's, what, 18 now? 18, 19. Yeah. yeah, so it's like he legitimately was just a, ki- a child like four days ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's going to fight this girl that's twice his weight. Maybe a little more. She's or? not quite twice. She's like in the two thirties, I think. Okay. Are you for some reason she's really tall? Yeah, it's like like six foot. She seven looks like she looks like the the chicks off Futurama, the Death by Snoo Snoo, oh, yeah. the Amazon women. That's yeah. what she looks like. She looks like uh like the Great Kali, but as a girl. Bruh. Too, you know. I'm excited. Bro. I'm not gonna I mean, lie to you. I'm kind of and don't get me wrong. I like Gabby Garcia. But is but, it gonna be pushed back? Because isn't he? He had COVID. Oh, because of his abs. Never mind. It I went think away. He's, yeah, I that's think right, he's that's okay right. now. I don't know. I don't know Craig that well. But uh, uh, yeah, dude, I'm excited to see her actually get challenged. I mean, she's still. Here's the thing: is a lot of people are like, "Oh, she's way bigger." I'm like, she's not actually not actually that much bigger. If you see them both in person, like she's bigger, but Craig walks around like 200, 205. Mm-hmm. Also, for the promotional stuff, he was slouching. Well, he was doing. He was in skimpy clothes, he was, he so he would look that small. Real small. He did yeah, that as yeah, a gag yeah. for sure, yeah. but like, did you watch a press conference? Yeah, it yeah, was, that was funny. He had the little forty of Miller highlight. <laughs> he goes, "Can you open this?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. That like someone hilarious. finally opened the beer for Craig. Yeah, no thanks to Gabby, but yeah, like he. Uh, that's the things people. Are, oh, well, I wonder if the strength's gonna come to play. I'm like, dude, for sure, Craig Jones is stronger than Gabby Garcia. Oh yeah, because two oh five, she might be like two thirty something or whatever, but his muscles are way more dense than hers. Yeah, and she actually just lost. Uh, who who was it? Uh. He, he, Manuel Hebamara's girlfriend. Yeah, I I can't keep Natalie up with Brazilian. De, Natalie De Jesus. Yeah, De Jesus. Name. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's. I apologize for butchering it, but she beat her one, bro. Y'all think that she's about to do Craig? Yeah. Boy, CJ about to. Uh, uh-uh, he's about. That's to the second time she yeah, beat her too. One was in no gi, one was in gi. So I don't watch the gi. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'll, I, I'll watch it every now. I, I watch Gee when it's excited. I watch guys like uh, Mikey Musumisi and yeah. uh, Nick Marigali. Guys like like when I see guys that actually are going to try to submit. Yeah, I watch some Gee. I watch Bushesha and the Gee. The guys that are just trying to like you know get the advantage or get the, the takedown and then do anti jujitsu. I don't watch a lot of that. But that goes like for I hate to too. say names, but like I love the Meow Brothers, but it's like a lot of it is you're getting stuck in a position and then stalling. Or just going back and forth, getting the points. Like, what are we really doing? And not only that, but I, like up until and even now, because even though they like legalized heel hooks, they still do a lot of like in position things to like decentivize like attacking the legs. So like with IBJJF, man, like for the longest time, oh yeah, this guy won IBJJF. I'm like, cool, you won fake jujitsu. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's entire situations where guys will get into 50-50 and uncross their legs and start trying to stack to one side or the other to get an advantage. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not real because if you un- – if you the minute you try to do that, you're giving heel exposure and you get bit. You know yeah. what I mean? You get yeah. finished. Like, there's entire situations that are occurring because of no consequence solely because of the rule set that you've put in place. Mm. So I'm kind of like, this doesn't, this doesn't feel authentic. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like right. – I never really watched a whole lot of those tournaments anyway. Yeah. Um, so so there's you're saying they're putting like somewhat rules in that are not allowing people to do some of the same stuff you would imagine, do no gi type stuff. Yeah, like imagine a boxing match where you told like uh, you told both guys that they couldn't punch to the head. Okay. You know, or, so like the yeah. Mike Tyson, Roy Jones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah. think 
I think yeah, he whoops. did. I think he did. Well, they were allowed to punch the head. They yeah, just weren't allowed yeah. to go for knockouts. I think they made like a gentleman's agreement. Like, yeah. hey, yeah, they let's were, not get. Yeah, they but knew yeah. they were both winning like, that th- fight. Think about telling, uh, like, think about telling Deontay Water. All right, we're going to compete in this boxing match, but you can't throw a right hand. Oh, yeah. So literally, it's like a hindrance. So literally, the, the entire not. time. Imagine if 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 you told Deontay Wilder you can't throw a right hand, and you're putting him against I don't know, like Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz is just going to circle off to the right every time. Yeah, because he doesn't have to worry about running yeah. into power. Yeah, right. There's so no attack. That's an yeah. entire thing that's happening in this hypothetical boxing match because there's no consequence. The real consequence that actually happens in it's real life. Legal, quote yeah. unquote. Like if yeah, if yeah. those two were on the street and he dipped off to the right. Like, get a shit rocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. Like yeah, if, if we were out and about and we scrapped and we got into a, a grappling uh, exchange, exchange yeah, yeah. and you did this, I would break your leg. Yeah, for so, sure. So how is this? I get it. It's a game. It's all a game at the end of the day. But they've they figure out a way to make it a sport so that I think ultimately they wanted it. Like Gordon talks about it all the time, where it's like we are a spectator sport, where the people that are spectators are. Typically, the people that are doing the sport as well. Yeah. We don't have a whole lot of casuals. Yeah. It's very rare. I think that's why, in my opinion, why ADCC isn't bigger. I mean, I know this next year it's in Vegas, but, like, that's our Super Bowl. That's our, like, Olympics. That's the Olympics, dude. Dude, I take off work. To watch so I could watch thing. the entire event. Like, it's like a whole I'm not weekend gonna, thing or week long. Fucking. It's like a three day event because you. Got I'm the very not knowledged in in this. Kind I think of it's. Stuff, I so think it's a. Either. It can be a three day, two day. I think last time was a two day. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like you're watching the best eight people in the world in whatever division it is, and I 16. think the, or sixteen. Yeah, yeah. But in the girls, I think there's only four divisions. Uh, two actually. Two. Yeah, only two divisions. And Gabby Garcia wins one of them every year. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to talk about who's changed. the real who's the real ADCC GOAT, it's probably Gabby. Yeah, really. But How many she's got the she, greatest record. She lo- yeah, what's her record? I don't think she well, she's uh, never I think, been we, I think we all stopped counting. As yeah, far as, as really? far as ADCC, I'm pretty sure she's never lost to ADCC. Oh, okay. yeah. But like the best people in the world all in one weekend fight and and it's like a tournament style like yeah. bracket type stuff. Yeah. yeah that's pretty sweet. And the last one was the best one. Yes. For sure. 100%. They had one in 2020? No, it was no, 2019. 2019. Oh, but uh, They do it every two years. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So the winner of your division, or all the winners of their divisions, can fight in the absolute. What and I think is. sometimes they might have like a... Well, what did uh, what did Chael fight in? Because he was just an alternate, right? Like, oh, that was 2017. Yeah, but so he. 20, but that wasn't absolute, was it? That was no. He was an he was an absolute. He got eliminated by Craig, so he won like a, a super fight. It wasn't the super fight championship, yeah. Because Galvao's had that for like yeah. a few years now, yeah, um, five years now, yeah, something like that. But uh, Chael had a super match with or a, yeah, a super fight, whatever, with Leo Vieira, and I think he beat him on points. And then he's like, I want to hop in the absolute, and they're like, Hell, go for it. Okay. And I think... I was I, wondering how he was allowed in, because I thought somebody got injured and he stepped in. That might have been it. But I know for a fact that there was nothing. The only thing that they do as far as, like, uh, prohibish, like prohibiting stuff is that, obviously, if you're the super fight champion, or if you're competing in the super fight championship, so, like, say it's... I'm pretty sure Galvao's retiring from jiu-jitsu, but... Yeah. Say uh, Galvao and Gordon are fighting at the next ADCC, 
and one of them wants to compete in the absolute. They can't. They can't they'd because, fight themselves. Yeah, because if one of them wins, they won't be able to fight themselves. The only way yeah. you would be able to for that to work out would be if you lost your super fight and won the absolute, and it would yeah. just be a rematch, which isn't guaranteed. So, but Chael, I think, was allowed to step in because his super fight was just like a one-off. It was yeah. like a, a legend, like a legacy legends fight or whatever. But basically, whoever wins the absolute can then fight the winner of last events absolute. It's every two years. And absolute is the like absolute the, weight, the any weight. Bets. So oh, all okay. the champions of all the weight classes oh, can fight. Okay, and bro, gotcha. every opening round, the top of the bracket. They always have the smallest guy in the bracket versus the biggest. Yeah, like last year, it's like one seed no, versus year before last. Yeah, they was... they put they put Keith Gregorian against, against... Bouchesha. Yeah, <laughs> I was like shit. So it's and like Bouchesha is like two sixty five. Yeah, he's yoked and like six eight or something like that. I, I can't remember I think height. He's, he's, no, not six eight. He's, uh, he's about my height, but yeah, way more but stacked. Uh, I mean, he literally looks like a football player. Okay. He just fucking... And the guy he was fighting was, like, my height. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and probably less weight. Yeah. How how much do you weigh? Like, 180. No, he's... He's 155, I thought. He he walks around 155. He competed at ADCC at 145. I'm really bad on kilograms. Like, the whole 66, 77, 88, 99. equals out to somewhere like 144 or some shit. So, that had to be it. He had to be like the 66. And here's the thing is you you weigh in at the beginning every day for ADCC. Yeah. So, you can't really go over. You can't, like, dehydrate and make the weight unless it's only a small amount. It's not like a hardcore weight cut. Yeah. If you're going to cut weight for it, like, each day, it has to be, like, something minimal that you can put right back in you right then and there yeah and then be able to take off the yeah, next so day too boucher should have had probably close to 120 pounds on oh shit yeah. dude that's insane so it so it's like a like one versus eight and then two versus seven or whatever like ranked wise is that kind of how it's going or is it just always by, they sizes don't, they don't go by ranked they literally just luck of the draw and oh, okay. yeah. the only thing that i know because i guess this is a new rule is that if there's teammates in it. They have to fight the second round of the absolute. They have to fight in the, I think, quarters or semis. Yeah, because they can't be in the, they can't be in the semi or the final and like, what do they call it when you like, hey, gentlemen's agreement, we're just going to walk. Close out. Close out. Yeah. They can't close out. Like, they can't decide like, yo, we're just not going to fight. Like, if you would go to like tournaments, you would see where like teammates like, a lot of the times it's kids because yeah. kids are fucking... There's a, a thousand kids. Mm. But you'll have like kids from whatever gym and they'll both be in the same weight class. Yeah. They'll fight to the final and then they'll just be like, all right, this dude won. Oh, okay. And then I'll get it the next time because we're going to do this again yeah, because we're just yeah. that good or whatever. Dude, me and Chase have fought in the finals of tournaments probably like a dozen times. The only time I've ever closed out a bracket ever... It was in New Orleans at Grapple Fest, and it was like, I didn't even know we were getting paid. I just went out there to shake some rust, but me and my teammate Justin Raymer closed out the final, and Justin actually had an MMA fight coming up, so he's like, yeah, dude, let's just close it out, and we'll split the money, and like, he's like, because I don't want to risk getting injured before my fight, and I was like, all right, cool. Have you talked to him recently? Yeah, I've talked to Raymer. He he trained at Remedy like a few times when I was there. Such a good dude. Like, such a chill guy. Yeah. Like it's such a good vibe, you know. Raymer's incredible. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, he's athletic as shit too. Yeah, yeah, and he's a, he's literally like a sponge. Like you teach him anything, he retains it. Where does he train right now? Uh, he has his own place up in 
Baymanet. He was running 10th Planet Atmore. Okay. Um, but he kind of fell victim to the same thing that I did with the affiliation change. So mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll probably reaffiliate when he gets his black belt as well. But okay. yeah, like Justin's training up there in Baymanet right now with his guys. So how many how many 10th Planet affiliated gyms are there? I mean, is it like too many to count at this? Like, uh, it's I mean, like, for me to count, I could yeah. have to ask Eddie. <laughs> Damn, I mean, and I, so it's gotten that to that point oh, where they're just everywhere. Huh? Yeah, all I don't. The but world. now, but they're kind of changing that up a little bit now that you have to, like you're talking about. You have to have a certain amount of time and a black belt before you can be considered affiliated with 10th Planet, right? But even then, it's still there's still an insane number, huh? Yeah. So like. You now you have to be. I mean, I think if you're grandfathered in, like some people are still in there, but like if you're a tenth planet black belt, you can and you want to open your own school, you can affiliate with Eddie. That's about it. Okay, but you have to be a tenth planet black belt. Eddie doesn't want say, I don't know, uh, Joe Smith Jiu Jitsu black belt to come over and then open up a tenth planet because the guy doesn't actually know tenth planet Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, he doesn't know the intricacies of the tenth planet system. Yeah, like if you whether or not you use it, if you're a tenth planet. You know, a head instructor at an academy, you should probably at least know the basic path of rubber guard. Yeah. I mean, whether or not you use it is one thing, but you should at least be able to teach the 10th planet specific stuff. Right. You know, I feel, I feel like, to be honest, man, I kind of feel like every affiliation should probably be that way. Like, yeah. I see a lot of guys who open up gyms, you know, and then they have like, uh, you know, they just don't want to rep this team anymore. They do this or that. And they're like, all right, well, I'm switching from Gracie Baja to, uh, soul fighters or Gracie Humaita or whatever. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But if I actually walked into your gym, like, say, I don't know, name a famous jujitsu guy. Damn, uh, Craig John, Gordon Ryan, Nicky Ryan. All right, let, let's I'm say like blanking on. So things. let's yeah, say, yeah, no, let's, yeah, say let's say Gordon Ryan. Yeah. So let's say I trained under, uh, I've trained under Sean Applegate, Andrew like, Wetzel. Yeah, yeah. Or, Wiltsy, uh, Wiltsy from yeah, yeah. Pedigo. Uh, so let's say I train. I've trained under Sean pretty much white to brown. Yeah. Let's say all of a sudden I like jumped off the team and I went and joined Gordon's team and I open up a Danaher Death Squad affiliate, you know, in my town. Yeah. And you walked into my gym and you said, "All right, man, show me some some Danaher Jiu-Jitsu. Do you think I'd be able to show you? No, exactly. Because all right. you have is yours. All I have is Sean Applegate Jiu-Jitsu yeah. and Tenet Jiu-Jitsu. Like, now don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you like. Ev- of course, like, not all of your Jiu-Jitsu is going to come solely from one source. Like, there's tons of stuff that I've learned over the years from training with other guys. Like, uh, you know, I mean, I've there's some stuff I learned from Adelaide Cleveland, who's trained with Eric Paulson, and I've learned some stuff from Nathan Orchard, who's trained with uh, Aaron Milam and uh, Jason Flynn and those guys. Like. Uh, a lot of our jiu-jitsu comes from Brandon, who were actually kind of is part of our lineage. Yeah. And Brandon has trained with Hickson before. So not all of your jiu-jitsu is, you know. And, you know, like it, it's kind of a double-edged sword because, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is I almost don't believe in jumping bandwagons and stuff. Like, I feel like if you're going to affiliate with somebody, it should probably be because you ad- ident- either you identify with them morally or you know their jiu-jitsu yeah. to an yeah. extent. I don't really, I, I don't, I mean, I don't really knock anybody. I don't talk shit about people for doing what they want to do. But, I mean, if you just go and pay them money just to have their name on your wall, I'm kind of like, do you know any of their stuff? Like, yeah. why this brand? You know what I mean? It's like me getting a Nike tattoo on my arm. Like, <laughs> why Nike? Yeah. Do, like, do, did you work for them or something? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Now, I have, a, I have a question that I, this might sound really dumb, 
But as far as like different, like you're talking about 10th planet and stuff like that, when it comes to how different those basics are you're talking about that you need to know in order to affiliate with them, how different are, I mean, like uh, from somebody who's coming from the outside that doesn't know anything about this, what is, I mean, how different are these? It's weird to explain because like for us, we're going to visibly see it. Like you walking into Remedy versus walking into 10th planet, you're going to see pretty quick difference okay but like from an outsider yeah it's like me walking into global grills kitchen and me walking into mcdonald's kitchen all i'm gonna really notice is like the way things visibly look like as far as like the food you're cooking but like the food you're cooking is like the actual skill it's a lot of technique wise type stuff it's also like you know what's on the menu like you go to this one school they're very gi heavy they're going to specialize in like clock chokes and bow and arrows and stuff like that yeah. you go to this nogi school who are you know nogi specialists they're probably gonna you know specialize in like you know rear naked chokes back takes leg locks stuff like that so okay. really uh what's on the menu as far as like attacks and submissions and what are they doing to procure those things you know yeah, what i mean okay. so like the control it's it's all jujitsu man like yeah. nothing's necessarily like like branded as far as yeah. techniques but right. it's kind of like but you have a way of doing front, things and yeah. like everybody's kind of got their own like a lot of it is pre- a lot of it is indeed preference okay yeah because yeah. you'll even inside of that like nogi there's going to be like wrestling heavy schools versus okay. like and i i guess i get because like guard heavy schools like you're talking and, about in in like restaurant type stuff each chef wants their restaurant run a specific with their kitchen run a specific way yeah you know so like you can go to a chef's restaurant in Montreal versus, you know, Cali, and it'll be ran the same way, but it's, you know, two totally separate restaurants or two different kitchens, you know, but you know, that's how his kitchen's set up and that's how he likes things run. So I guess it is kind of that. Like, and and what's so weird about like kitchens and gyms is like, they can look the same, but what is done in them can be completely Completely different. different. Yeah. 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 I mean, trust me, man, you go to like a really laid back school, you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then you go to like a super culty school where like if you're a lower rank, you can't ask a black belt to roll or yeah. you know, some what? weird shit. Or that's you, always, ha- that's or you have like- to buy their rash guard and their gi. You can't wear your own shit. Yeah. Like, I'm like, or, or you can only wear a certain color or something. Like, this is weird. Yeah, I remember where I came from, like my first gym ever, which doesn't exist anymore. It's like a personal fitness thing now. But your belt couldn't touch the ground ever. Like – when you're rolling, that's different, but it can't come off you and be on the ground without you touching it. Mm-hmm. You have to have it off the ground. You had to wear the same colors on the same day. Like, you had to have their gi. Like, if you didn't have their gi, it was only somebody that was, like, really high up. Mm-hmm. And they typically had the patches or whatnot. It was just, like, you couldn't compete when we aren't competing, and we only compete once a year. Mm. And it's, like... Yeah, it sounds like a cult. Yeah. Like so, yeah, it, <laughs> I mean, it was a uh, here, man. It was a money thing, you know. It was like again, that sounds like a cult. Very, yeah. very. I mean, and that's why everybody dipped out from there, and he's not a from like an outside standpoint, though. If you're, if you know, and we've talked about this before, if you're wanting to bring jujitsu up, right, then you would want people to be able to get into it, and not have to do all those things, and be able to compete when they wanted, and like, you know, shit like that. And you support I, the team yeah. and their goals, like he, what he started off with saying. Yeah. Like you're going to hold people accountable to the goal they want. So yeah, if they yeah. want to compete, hold them accountable. Yeah. If they don't, hold them accountable I mean, to yeah. that. Like, hold hey, them, just but in the correct them. way. Yeah. You know? Well, there's like, like a difference, man. Like say, I don't know. Like I got a guy, uh, my buddy Dimitri is one of my blue belts. He trains hard, dude. And he trains just as hard as all the, the you know, the pros and the competitors in the mm-hmm. gym. But 
he has his own business. He runs full time. He has uh, two little girls, a wife, and a, a, a boy on the way. If that dude says, hey, man, I'm going to take the week off. I'm really sore or I'm kind of burned out. I'm like, yeah, you probably should take the week off because you're doing this for fun. And if you're burned out and you keep doing it, it's not going to be fun to you anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, take a week off, dude. But if Dylan Chastain or Cameron Reed come to me and say, hey, man, I'm kind of not feeling it. I'm just going to take the week off. I'm probably going to go, all right, man, that's a really dumb decision. Yeah, what are you because, doing? Because Why? you want to compete, right? You want to compete. You have goals in the sport. Well, guess what? As a competitor, not all your days are going to be fun. You yeah. have to learn how to cope with that. So yeah. unless you're injured, tough luck. Yeah. I feel like I didn't see this before, but like the more time goes on in jujitsu, like the more I appreciate those bad days because one, it shows you your holes. Also, it shows you like your mental holes because you're like letting something as small as an hour of training that didn't go well ruin your entire day or like put a vibe on like a week. It shows you your holes there of like, man, I need to not let this get to me. I know it's important to me, but I need to like approach it differently. I don't need it to con- like kill my mood. I need it to drive me to be better. To be better, yeah. yeah. To learn like, from there's it. Like, keep, yeah. Yeah. There, there's like, I really can't suggest jujitsu enough, dude. Like, For sure. That's the thing is like, I think people don't understand like what you're talking about though isn't necessarily just a jujitsu thing. It's perspective. Yeah. Thing, you know yeah. what I mean? But so, that jiu-jitsu showed me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You, you, you use jiu-jitsu as the vehicle to get yeah, that. For sure. So, like, uh, I went through a period probably about twenty late 2018, early 2019, where I was, like, really burned out. I, to be honest, man, I wasn't sure if I was going to keep doing the jiu-jitsu thing. I was like, man, this is – I was just in a – I was really depressed and, like, in a really weird time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, it, I did a lot of talking to Sean, who's always, like, always told me the truth. He's never, like, tried to bullshit me or, like, fill my head with nonsense. Yeah. So, uh you know, and one of the things that Sean's kind of like, and this is over like the last several years, he's kind of instilled in me is like, dude, if there's one thing you could ever be, it should probably be grateful. You know what I mean? Because like during that time when I was kind of slumped, I would come into the gym and I'd be like, man, I don't want to fucking be here. Mm. Like, I don't want to be here, dude. I want to be at home. I want to go home and lay down. I'm tired. Half these people, you know, that are here, like, you know, I'm probably bringing them down or this or that, or you know what I mean? Or I'm just... Especially like back in the old days when I first started off, when I first took the gym over and I didn't, my classes weren't very big. Some nights they were empty. You know, you leave the gym like almost in tears, like nobody wants to learn from me. (laughs) But, uh, you know, but eventually I kind of saw my dude, like half the dudes in this gym have jobs, you know, Mm -hmm. they work like nine to fives or whatever. Half of them are do or like working on a boat or construction, or they run their own business. They have some sort of crazy stressful or shitty job that they have to work. You know, some of them, God forbid, have to like serve tables or whatever, right? So they do that. And then at the end of that, at the end of all that shit they deal with all day long, the highlight of it is they get to come learn jujitsu for me. Like that's the highlight. They're like, damn, I can't wait till I get off so I can go do jujitsu and learn jujitsu from Josh. I'm like, how shitty of me to be like unappreciative of that. You know what I mean? So like the fact that I kind of like sat in the studio on that for a bit, I'm like, damn. So the last couple of years, I've kind of learned how to be a bit more grateful. Like even when I'm tired, I'm like, well, beats a nine to five. I'd rather be tired and stressed out and teaching jujitsu, you know, and getting, you know, getting work in than going home and like you know feeling shitty and having to wake up and go to another shit job tomorrow you know what i mean so but i feel like a lot of people don't get that and those bad days if you're going to be a competitor are necessary because it teaches you to be grateful like as bad uh, you could literally get smoked and get tapped like probably like 
30 times in one round. Oh, yeah. And it's still better than any shit day on a normal, like, out in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, dude. It's like, that's why it's insane, like, people aren't more appreciative. Like, for example, Trey, because I don't know a ton of, like, owners, but Trey works full time. Oh, yeah. Does and. He for, does he work for Gulf Coast Power or something? Yeah, yeah Gulf yeah. Power, yeah. Yeah, has a family, yeah. goes to church, has a gym, has a, like a, what would you call it, a promotion? Yeah, a promotion, yeah. A promotion. Like, sometimes I feel like we do a lot, like, but then I'm like, yeah, but then Trey. But then Trey. But Trey exists. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like, you work for the things that you want in life, and sometimes it gets busy, but it's like. Being grateful for those things are is so important because you could have nothing. You oh, could yeah. not have a car. You could not have a house. You could not have food. Yeah. You could not have legs. Like, and then you get into this entirely different scenario, and this is something that Sean warned me about from like the very beginning. And me and Chase have talked about this a bunch too. And I I warn all of my students of it because you see, and this the most time you'll probably see it. If you're in jujitsu, and you probably see it in just in everyday life too, is people who put their self worth into things they can't control, right? Mm. So, like in jujitsu, you see it when someone's chasing that next belt. Like, yeah. Damn, I can't. They feel like shit because oh man, I, I'm not a blue belt or oh this or that or or maybe they view their self worth and how many taps they can get that night, mm. and they don't get any. They don't submit anybody in the gym that night, so they go home feeling like shit. Yeah. Know what I mean? Because they they count they try to be competitive in the gym where it really doesn't matter, you know, and they, and they fall short. And dude, could you imagine going into your gym feeling like this pressure on your shoulders to beat everybody up every night? Yeah. I would quit right away. Cause that would make me feel miserable. Yeah. And, and it can be exhausting. Yeah. And then, yeah. And in the the rest of life, you see people who do that with other things like, Oh yeah, dude, I've got this, this nice car or I'm dating this hot chick or whatever, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like, or I've got, I've got this nice house, you know, I'm a, I'm a baller, whatever. Yeah. You can't control on that shit. What happened? Like you can't control when you're going to get your belt. You yeah, know what you I mean? can't. All, all, but you can't control is how hard you train. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know how well you treat your teammates. You know, you can't. Re- I mean, yeah, you can buy your car, you can buy your house, this that, or you, you know, you can do this. What happens when the girl breaks up with you? Yeah. yeah. What happens when your house burns down? What happens when you wreck your car? What happens when someone steals your identity and like, you know, takes all that money out of your yeah, bank? Yeah, wrecks your credit yeah. and all that. Yeah, shit. man. Like. So like what what happens when you put yourself worth in those silly things that could literally just go away just like that, or either that or they're just not attainable to you of your own volition. You know what I mean? Like you can't control when you're going to get your next belt, but you can't control your work ethic. Mm. You can put yourself worth like instead of saying, "Hey, I'm you know, I'm I'm a purple belt." You shouldn't say that. You should go, "Oh man, I'm a really hard worker." Yeah, you yeah. Know, or I'm a good teammate. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's something I feel like people need to put maybe a little bit more stress on these days. Dude, yeah. one of the greatest and most motivational things I've ever heard in my life that gives me chills every time I used to listen to it like before I would compete is Ray Lewis giving his effort speech. Was that the football coach? He was no, that's a different guy, but he also has really good speeches. Uh, no, Ray Lewis was a linebacker for the Ravens, but it was like before one of the Super Bowls and they won that Super Bowl, but he was like, effort is priceless. You can't put a price on that. So you better like train your ass off. Yeah. I need you every play, every second. 
But yeah. just the way he speaks and the way, dude, it moves you. It gives you chills, bro. Yeah. I'm just like, that dude makes me want to run through a fucking wall. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I've never yeah, met dude, him. Shit. I mean, what, what he's saying is true. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, and to be honest, like, I feel like content like that is a bit more like, we need more shit like that these days because, and this is going off on another tangent than we were talking about before, but I see a lot of people, a lot of the issues that we deal with like today in the world is mental health, right? Where it's like, oh, this person's racist or this person's crazy or we have this or that. I'm like, man, like here's the thing is mental health is just like your physical health. If you're looking at your physical health, if you don't exercise, if you don't take in good nutrients, you know, if you don't, you know, consume. Work at it. Yeah, Yeah. If you don't, if you don't keep your body sharp by consuming the proper content and nutrition, yeah, you'll become unhealthy. You'll develop physical illness. Yeah, Your mental health, man. I mean, you're going to see negative shit every day. You're going to see something. I saw something on the news earlier today about a, a guy in Mississippi who killed his baby mama and nephew and then took his kid in the car and got shot in the car or whatever. I'm like, dude, that's terrible. But- I saw that and that's inevitable. Like you're going to, you can go out into the, like into the wall. Yeah. There will be anomalies of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to see negative go to Waffle shit, right? House at midnight. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You know dude, like, head over there, like yeah, oh, twitching dude, outside. I got a story to tell you guys after this. But, but yeah, like, continue. but you, so you can't prevent negative intake, right? It's what you focus on. Yeah. 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 But it's not just what you focus on, but if you don't compensate for the eventual negative, you know, content that you take in yeah. with, you know, if you don't take that in consideration by also consuming Positive, positive materials things, yeah. to to kind of counteract that like you have to have you know you have to you know read you a good book or listen to some inspirational person that you find yeah. enlightening or or hell just watch a funny tv show yeah or yeah. things yeah. that make you feel yeah. good in general yeah, dude, I'll, like I'll, weigh, I'll weigh the bad with the good stuff you know yeah. like and you know mentally i'll say this and this is honestly the truth it doesn't matter what it is as and you're going to have days that are shit and they're going to be bad. But one thing I've tried to work on is I try to do at least one thing, even if it's just for like a second. I try to do one thing every day that makes me smile, mm, whether it's yeah. laugh or smile. and just go, huh, that's fucking funny or whatever. Yeah. I try to, you know, find one thing that makes you smile, even if it's just for like a split second every day. Yeah. Mm. Always try to consume positive, like positive content. You know what I mean? Yeah. As long as your one thing isn't like hurting people and killing babies or yeah. you know uh yeah. kicking puppies or whatever yeah. then I, have fun i think that's yeah. why we bond so much because we're like we're so into comedy yeah <laughs> so we're always like it's uh, as soon as always as soon out. as we get in the house together shit's going down oh dude you know y'all, y'all's page for the podcast is the funniest shit i've ever seen <laughs> <in my life. laughs> dude, oh yeah dude. cam you guys followed cam but cam like like he had his phone. He goes, dude what the fuck is this <laughs> so i was like Said, who i was the- like yeah dude they're like they're they're good. He goes, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. That's, I think that's the one thing that we want to do. Like, like you're talking about in, intake, positive content, you know, it's yeah. like, that's kind of what, you know, the whole thing is we want people to laugh. We want to make people laugh. We want to make it positive. Yeah, for people, hilarious. You know? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, it's like, that's, you know, the main goal of making people feel better and fucking making people laugh. You know, that's what we're trying to do. Out here. We Ooh. all like in a weird way do that already. Like you teaching jujitsu will make people feel good because yeah. they're learning something and they feel fulfilled inside. He cooks. Eating makes people feel oh, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know what I do, but. Dude, you. I'm around. Well, you do a podcast, dude. Hell yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or hell, we're going to be refing this weekend, dude. You know oh, what I mean? You. Are you going to be refing at the. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to be refing matches, getting to hang out with, you know, all the kids, watch them do their thing, and, you know, like yeah. there's all sorts of things you can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will say that refing kids' matches does make me nervous. 
It does. I love the kids. I love the kids. I love them, but I hate repping their matters. One of the funniest things that happens is like you'll get two kids. A parent will be like so into their kid doing jujitsu, and the kid is not into it at all. (laughs) And they're just they'll just stand there screaming, or they'll start crying, and just and you have to call it because like you can't cry, Mm -hmm. like you you lost because you you won't compete, or they'll just like dap up, and then they'll just. Oh wow! And I'm like Jesus. And the only thing like, right. they don't even want to do it. The yeah. only thing that like I love, I love watching kids compete, and I I love kids, but like I I hate refing their matches, dude. And it's not because I don't enjoy like watching kids compete. It's because the parents, not the parents. It's that I and to this, thankfully, it's never happened to me. Sometimes it's beyond your control and freak shit happens. But you can't let the kids get hurt, man. Oh yeah, you got to be like if you're refing some adults. Then it's whatever. Like you guys break are, that shit. Yeah, like yeah, you guys are big they, boys. They big in dog. there like, for you know. You they guys know are big boys. There. You guys are adults. You know what you're getting yourself into. I'm here. When you say tap or you tap, I'm in there like swimwear. Like I got yeah. you. But we're we're yeah. done. But if you don't say tap, I. Yo, shit got broke, son. Hey, man. <laughs> and you know <laughs> what? You? you know yeah, what's so dicey with the, the kids? You got to be on your yeah, toes, though. Yeah. What's so dicey like about that though fucking... is like if you come in and then a parent's like. Oh, he didn't tap her. He wasn't even close. You're like, dude. Yeah, but if it looks fucking... like if it's extended and it looks close, yeah. we have to You're call gonna, it. Yeah. Because you can't break a kid's arm and then then what? Yeah. Then kill all them, bro. I had, I had a dad that got mad at me one time as I was reffing a, I forgot which tournament it was. It might have been like a Fuji or a Naga or whatever, but uh, I stopped it. His kid got his arm rotated and uh, his thumb actually did, like his arm got extended. Now his thumb did kind of do the little hitchhiker, the corkscrew, whatever. He didn't start, he didn't start turning yet, but he did kind of turn his thumb. Yeah. And I stopped it. His dad goes, dude, what the hell? Like he was going to get out. And I'm like, I'm not saying he wouldn't have. And actually he's like, man, that's bullshit. I was like, bro, give me a second. Let me talk to you all the side. I pulled him off the side. I was like, hey man, sorry you feel that way. He might've gotten out. I'm not saying he wouldn't have. And you know, all I'm saying is that I'm not at liberty to let your son get hurt. Yeah. Not yeah. only is it, Am I told explicitly by the the promoters of this tournament not right. to let the kids get hurt? I also can't have it on my conscience. I would feel terrible. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. So I'd rather that than your yeah, kid exactly. walk away. And I was like, if you genuinely, I was like, I'll take a yelling from you for a little. Yeah, bit and I told over. him, I was like, dude, if you genuinely feel like I did you dirty intentionally, I'll pay for your kid's entry. Like I'll refund you your entry from out of my pocket. Yeah. Thankfully, the guy was like super cool and he goes, "No, man, I see your point. You know what I mean? Like." Yeah. And you know, typically what? people like they don't like they don't. It's, it's like everybody's got that syndrome of like you don't understand what it is because you're not in that position. Yeah. Like we'll be like, why aren't these celebrities doing better? They're going crazy because they're millionaires. Just like the people on the side of the like the spectators or the parents, they're like, why did you call that? Well, you don't see what we're seeing. Yeah. Most of the time, too, the refs are a little more experienced than the parent. The parents just watching the kid do. Ju- do jujitsu. Yeah. It's not like the parent always does jujitsu. No. That does happen sometimes, but not always. They're just like, yeah, but my kid was dominating. Not so much. Because he honestly, almost got tapped. I honestly respect the opinion more of the parents that do train when they do that. I haven't had a whole lot of them like disagree with me on calls though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh like I've roughed matches with uh with uh Kobe Shields. Yeah. We had uh, Chico and, and his dad, Casey, cornering. And, you know, I've never heard anything, like, from them. Where they're like, oh, this. And they're like, no, because they're acknowledged. And they're not, like, up front and, you know, in the scene like I am being the ref. But they see the positions. They see, you know what I mean? Like, 
whether he wins or loses, they get to see and they acknowledge what I'm seeing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like not only whether they see or don't see what I'm seeing, they at least kind of acknowledge, well, okay, like you at least have perspective and know what you're talking about. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And similarly, if I have a parent that says, Hey, well, what about this? And it's a parent that trains, I'm going to be like, okay, well, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, let, let's talk. Yeah. You know I mean, as opposed to this, you know, dummy, parent that's living vicariously through their kid so oh, oh you did this wrong or this or that yeah. I'm like, oh, okay bro yeah there's yeah. more to this story than what you yeah. think you're seeing yeah, yeah. and I, you try you, you try to tell people that like i always try to like you know acknowledge people and talk to them and stuff i never try to cold shoulder anybody but sometimes people just want to be fucking stupid bro like, uh, and it's unfortunate you dude want- driving home because i get stuck in traffic every day we have to record but driving home, I just think, like, dude, there's too many fucking people, period. Like, this there Thanos guy, way too many of he has some shit figured out. Who? Thanos. Oh, yeah. The whole, there's something to yeah, that, bro. Oh, bro, well they're, getting, they're getting, well, they're getting down on that, dude. For sure they are. So, uh, do you guys know what uh, eugenics is? Eugenics? You know what that, that is? That sounds familiar. You for sure have heard of it. So, Hitler gets a bunch of the credit for it. But they were doing it here, like, early on. In this country, before Hitler even knew who he was mad at, and uh, it's the forced sterilization of undesirables. Oh, wow, which oh. sounds kind of bad. Yeah, and the way they were doing it was bad, right? So, like, yeah. uh, you know, they would they sterilized like criminals and stuff, uh, you know, rapists, which I'm cool with. Yeah. Um, yeah. They also did it to like uh, the mentally handicapped, the mentally disturbed. Uh, the perverted, which is far too vague. <laughs> yeah, and they also did it to gay people, which makes perfect sense because, yeah, we wouldn't want them breeding, right? Like, yeah. We, what? That's like, that's like Who? when that's like huh? when you were a kid going to, like when you were a kid and you got like yelled at by your parents and you were going walking off to your room and they said go to your room and you're like bitch I was gonna yeah like, <laughs> that's that's I'm what here. That, yeah yeah like that's. That's pretty much the same as like. What did you think was gonna happen? <laughs> but here's the thing: is like I feel like what's going on now, and keeping this is where, this is where your your tenth planet conspiracy theory is gonna kick in. Is, is your dose of that? Look into so it. You'll probably get your look into it. Well, it's probably gonna happen. I'll send you a link. Your video is probably gonna get fact checked later. Actually. Oh shit. So, oh man, you guys can actually bring this up. So I think it was like 2012 or whatever. Bill Gates did a a TED talk, and in it he mentions like taken down uh like the the co2 output of the population mm-hmm. right and he's like there's like eight means or whatever he's like we have to decrease several things if we're going to take down our co2 output and he goes the first one population he says earth right now is 6.8 billion people it's very quickly approaching 9 billion people if we do a really good uh job with reproductive services this is the explicit part and he says and new vaccines we could curve that and take it down by at least 10 to 15 percent and yeah. so i see that and i'll send you this link later if you actually put it, it says on bill gates vaccines are used for depopulation yeah yeah. yeah yeah so here's the thing is like no i actually can send you the video where you said it i have it on my phone right now yeah. so i'm like how do vaccines help curb the population unless they either kill people or they sterilize them yeah right so then you look at all this other stuff like krispy kreme Get a free donut if you bring in your vaccination card, right? Or Sam Adams, come to the brewery and get a free beer with you bring your vaccine card. 
you know, or whatever the fuck. Marlboro will probably come out with one next. Free cigarettes. Krispy Kreme was doing it. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Krispy Kreme, Krispy Dunkin' Donuts. Krispy Kreme, Dunkin' Donuts did it. Sam Adams did it. Um, a couple other companies did it. I'm sure Marlboro cigarettes or Camel's Crush or whatever the fuck probably do it next. Who else did it that was like so contradicting to the actual? So think yeah. about it, though. Think about that. What does that tell you? They're like, we want you to get a vaccine. Here, go get that vaccine. Come back. We'll give you a donut. We'll give you a beer. We'll give you a cigarette. We'll give you whatever. They're incentivizing the vaccine. Why would you yeah. incentivize it? When has that ever been done in history ever? Yeah. Right? So now they're not making you get the vaccine. They're either incentivizing you getting the vaccine. That's how they're going to get the poor people to do it. Yeah. And the poor people are the people they don't want breeding. Right? Yeah. yeah. Allegedly. I'm probably going to catch some shit for this, but whatever. <laughs> this will be taken down. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we'll get fact-checked. I'll probably get put on a watch list somewhere. Uh, but on the flip side of that, there's all the guys like my buddy, uh, Skippy. He's a boat captain for a commercial boat. Of course. And, that uh, name. Yeah, yeah. Got yeah, to. Captain Skippy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, he just had to get his vaccine to go back off on the boat. And he's like, yeah. dude, I'm pretty sure that if you want to go out of the country in the next little bit, you have to get a vaccine. Yeah, you're not going to be able to So they're, they're either going to like stiff arm you or they're going to incentivize you to get it. Yeah. Right? It's like it looks to me like incentivized eugenics. So they're not forcing anybody yeah, to get it, yeah. and they're not deciding who's undesirable. They're incentivizing you to get it and letting you decide who's undesirable yourself. Wow, this is like mm-hmm. a legit conspiracy. This is really that makes, real. but like how many? No, pe- d- d- I'm not crazy for no, suggesting this, am I? Like no, you no, get no, where no. I'm coming from. Now, yeah. if you were crazy, you're selling it pretty. I was well. about to say, yeah. This this sounds pretty not crazy to me. If you're yeah. if you're crazy. Now, if you would have just said like two sentences about it, I would have been like, what? <laughs> But you explaining it, you laid it out pretty clear that it's like... And I've actually like, yeah. tried to get people to... Makes I've, you do one of these. I've asked mm. a couple people, like, dude, how are how do vaccines like help decrease or like curb the population growth? How, how do vaccines help with pop control? And no one's been able to give me like a solid answer. I'm like, the only two things I come up with are sterilization or just killing people. Yeah, like, yeah. What, what is it? You know what I mean? So... I'm not into I'm not into flat earth. I'm not Eddie. I'm not into flat earth. I'm not into chemtrails. I do think there's some serious incentivized eugenics. Going I got a. On. This is going to be. This is. Here's a question. Do you think? Now I know this has been like a huge thing of where the COVID nineteen actually started, right? Okay. Where it was whether it was actually made in a lab somewhere and well, then released, bro, or if it was you didn't see it. Mickey Mouse and Stan Marsh fucked a pangolin. Didn't what? See that? I did not see that. Send me that link. No, that's South Park. <laughs> <laughs> South Park. South Park did a special where, like Mickey Mouse and Stan Marsh like fucked a bat, and then they found out it wasn't a bat, it was a pangolin, and then they flash back to them like fucking a pangolin. Wow! So, Yikes! But yeah, I think it's man-made. Okay, because because also that ties into the whole population control as well. Because like, think about what this is. What it, you know, the whole COVID nineteen thing was aimed to take people you know what kind of people it's aimed to take out it's all older people and you know people with kind of immune disorders that can't handle things as well and stuff like that and it's like that seems a little too right on there yeah, guys it's the like trim, uh yeah i don't i don't know and i know there's all different kinds of different you know people saying oh no there's no way we've done tests to show that it wasn't yeah. made you know man-made or anything like that and it's like oh, it's dude. really weird man because like also you have all these like liberal news sources that they want like somebody young to die from it. You know what I mean? Like they want a young person to die from it so that they can paint it like, yeah, this yeah, hang per- their hat on it. Yeah. yeah, like 
see a healthy person died. And I yeah. saw one link where it's like perf- perfectly healthy 15-year-old dies from COVID. And then you click on it and this kid's like morbidly obese. And I'm like, perfectly healthy. Perfectly healthy. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So like people are, oh, yeah, he's perfectly healthy. I'm like, well, that you know of. Like since when can you assess someone's health by looking at a picture of them in an exactly. article? Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like after the age of like, I don't know, like the average person, let's say like 70, 75, they're going to have some like literal like uh you know like almost a mandatory like health problem after that age you know right. what i mean like, yeah, yeah for sure they come certain, with the health problem exactly you know like uh i forgot the word i'm looking for my vocabulary like i brain farts all the time but yeah like you know a uh just like an onset of some sort of like health struggle as soon as yeah. you reach like the higher upper age yeah, you know yeah. what i mean now isn't it called a COVID morbidity if somebody dies with other things and with COVID and they just call it COVID. Yeah. They yeah still it ties in it. Yeah, yeah. It ties in it. Yeah. But I think it's called crazy a COVID Because if you have, you know, if you have all these other, you know, if you're going through all kinds of other shit and then you happen to get COVID and then you die from whether like, it be COVID or not. And it's like, like the guys in New Jersey, like they got caught like labeling a fucking gunshot victim as a covid death yeah because oh, he yeah. tested positive for covid yeah. and then you have the pay scale so like uh, scott jensen who's a senator uh for uh, minnesota he was a doctor uh-huh. he wasn't just he was a uh like a senator but he's also a doctor and all the healthcare providers like all the the doctorates and all that stuff and you know healthcare facilities got uh issued a seven page document by the cdc amongst it was how they instructed you how to Diagnose someone as COVID as COVID nineteen positive without a positive lab result. So, so they could get funding, right? So yeah. So basically, like if they if they could say, oh, he's got a fever, he's got a cough, he's got this, he's got he's that. Got COVID. No COVID. Yeah. And like you want us to test, take it to a lab. No, we're good. Yeah. COVID. He's got it for he's sure. He's got it. Yeah. And then the pay scale was thirteen grand as a grant for per any person for per any uh, pos- uh, positive COVID case in the hospital. And then the next one was $39,000 for any positive COVID case on a ventilator. And Scott Jensen, a a senator from Minnesota, showed this shit live on. He's got a seven-page document from the CDC that he showed live on air, like on the news. And people were like, oh, that's conspiracy. I'm like, yeah, dude. He didn't just show it right in front of your face. Like, that's it didn't happen. The CDC never denied it. Like, the CDC never said, he made that up. They're like... Mm. yeah dude it's funny because now like because i mean they had like the whole first wave of vaccines for obviously like first responders and stuff like that right everybody works in hospitals and shit and then like kind of started opening up for other people and like we're considered i I mean the restaurant industry because we touch so many people's food like i mean i'm cooking for 200 people a night i come in contact with all different kinds of people just based on bringing food back and shit like that we're like they're trying to get us to get our shit together and like go get te- you know vaccinated and all that stuff because we're in t- in contact with so many people and a couple of our guys have started getting them done because there's like a two round thing I guess yeah. but uh but yeah a couple of our guys have have already gotten them done and it's uh, I haven't gotten anything done yet but but yeah it's it is all of the and most of the restaurants around here are starting to get them done too so I don't know dude well speaking of restaurants my fucker can cook too oh. Yeah, well, do it up in the kitchen yeah. one time. Somewhat, somewhat. Probably, I'm not professional. I see you either. always posting steak or. I love steak. Don't you have other steak meat that you have on it? Yeah. Elk and yeah, I do. I haven't done elk in a long time. But I have before. Uh, I like steak. Like I eat steak probably two to three times a week, 
And some nights I'll get like a good like you know, uh, like fillet, or I'll get like some New York strip. But I like meat because it's nutritionally dense, and plus yeah. like it's super easy to cook, man. Yeah, like literally just sprinkle some salt, peppercorn. Yeah. Well, I'll put like the way I'll do it is I'll get. Now, if I get like a good cut, if I get like a nice tomahawk, like tom uh, tomahawk like steak, yeah. like a or like a cowboy cut, yeah, I'll wrap that bitch in like a paper towel and put it in a rubbery container, throw it in the fridge because that allegedly, and to what I see anyway, it somewhat simulates dry aging, but not yeah. as good as it normally maybe yeah. would if you did yeah. it for real. So, like, I'll take that, get my cast iron, put some Kerrygold butter in that bitch, a couple sprigs of rosemary, some crushed cloves of garlic, Base throw it that in there. Bitch up. Side. Seriously, watching your stories when you're doing it makes my mouth water. I'm like, yeah. damn, I'm eating fucking frozen, <laughs> reheatable meals. Dude. I'm pretty good at meat, and I'm pretty good with like pasta. Like, Word. I can I can cook some pretty good pasta, like some uh, chicken parmesan chip. But the steak is where it's at, just because it's the easiest. I'm gonna cook some pasta. It's also a very easy wow factor. Like, if you yeah. get you a good like tomahawk ribeye, oh, and you cook that motherfucker in front of a couple people and slice it up real nice, people are like. Like you know he made like, steak like two nights ago. Oh my god, shit was melt in your mouth. That's what I'm saying, dude. You cook, some, and it doesn't take a whole. A lot of people like to use all these crazy rubs, which I've had some rubs that you buy that are good. But dude, yeah. just some salt, dude. Pepper, salt and pepper yeah. and garlic. Dude. Salt, pepper, garlic. Some if That's, you're if you're really feeling fancy, toss like some rosemary or some thyme in there. Yeah, you know what oh, I mean. Yeah, like that's all good. you need, dude. And then just like with some side, dude. The side, just some rice, some rice yeah. or some nochi or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Now if I'm like. Like last night, I think I did. Yeah, it was last night. I made some cauliflower rice because I kind of like to watch my carbs at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. But dude, if Should it's I like, just ate cauliflower rice. Really, yeah. that's what yeah, I was cooking up. Chicken. Yeah. How yeah. do you cook yours? I do cauliflower rice with uh, olive oil, and then I saute some jalapenos down and some garlic. Throw the rice in, and then I hit it with cilantro and lime juice, and toss that. Make a jalapeno cilantro. It was good, and I rice. hate cilantro. So what? You, so you put you cook it in oil? Yeah, I do a little I, bit of oil. I I usually would do butter. But I like I'm starting this diet and like really trying to cut all the shit out, and so I'm just like trying to watch calories and oh you're watching calories yeah I'm watching calories and trying to up my protein intake and working out more more. I got burned most of the calories with the carbs like especially the starches and stuff you know what I mean yeah Mm -hmm. so like last night I did my I sauteed sauteed mine in butter I put in some chimichurri some pesto and I think I put in a little bit of lime yeah and then I toss it up slice my steak up put that in there with a Sunny side up egg. Oh yeah, dude. I I shit you not. There's not many things that I will not throw a sunny side up egg on, and it'd be ten times better. Oh, dude, like, it's good with I everything. Shit, you could put yeah. it on anything, and I'll be like, "Yep, that looks amazing." Dude, today I we just finished wrapped up one of the fish specials that we were working on. We did. Uh, we're doing that cauliflower rice. I'm. Di- I did a pineapple salsa, grilled mahi, and then we did a uh, curry coconut uh, butter sauce. So I took like coconut milk. Reduced it down, mounted it with like a pound and a half of butter, and then hit it with curry spice at the end. Dude. Dude. Talking fire. I mean, like, you give me some so protein. good. You give me some protein and like some sort of side. Now, if I'm really fat boying it up and I'm really feeling myself, dude. And I actually like, <laughs> I didn't used to, like, usually whenever I ate this was with chicken. Like, for a while, because like, you know, my like one side of my family is like Italian or whatever. Yeah. But I watched, uh, it was actually, I got it from Tex. Okay. The text shots and like I'd see him posting videos of him just cooking steak and making nochi. So now, dude, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. that's the play, dude. Oh, for sure. Like if you want to, if you just got done, you hit like you know 
a two a day. You did your strength conditioning that Actually, day. Actually, it's like stick to your ribs too, bro. That's, That's what just I'm real deal. That's what I'm saying, dog. Like, yeah. If you get like a good heavy day where you don't sweat like probably like ten pounds of water, yeah. and you haven't you know you've been fasting most of the day, and you just need something some dense ass yeah. meal, You're bro. Fill your head yeah, up. bro. Like a fucking a, like a tomahawk steak with some uh, some pesto nochi oh, and yeah, like dude. a nice tall beer or whatever. That's <laughs> fuck yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, bro. That's what's up. I'm I'm fucking I'm actually really damn stoked about this uh, the shit I'm trying to get done, man. So that's exciting. I'm excited, super excited. Actually, yeah. is it? It's a fish, the mahi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's locally yeah. caught. Yep, bro. Yeah, people don't understand how good the fish is down here, bro. Because like, you caught. get it. Show my fucking picture, bro. Dude, I literally, I don't know if you saw me, but as we were recording, like the first fifteen twenty minutes of this, CV, which is the boat that we fish on, the like fucking shit. CV boats official just liked my picture that I posted because oh, I tagged them in it. Because that's the there's only two CVs down here and one of them's Frank's. This is the fish I just caught last Sunday. Shit. Yeah, fifty pound cobia, right off the beach, baby. Well, that's another thing is like I got. Yeah, that's like my whole Instagram. I got like holding fish three on. or four of my guys in the gym. Tom being one of them. Tom's like a, a boat captain too. Yeah, he does like fishing charters and shit. Where? And then I got Ander. Uh, those of you who watched my white belt super fight thing last night, he won that. Uh, whenever the white belts talk too much shit, oh, nice. I, will, I make them do super fights. We like we stream it, we roast them and shit. I got That's that awesome. from Sean, but we took we brought that back last night. Ander actually won, but yeah, Ander, uh, my guy, we his name's Josh Maurer, but he's uh, like he's Cajun, so I call him Dark Josh. <laughs> They're all so Ander and Dark Josh are boat or uh, deck hands, and then. Uh, Tom's like a fishing charter captain. Okay. And every awesome. now and then, like every couple of weeks, like they'll just bring in, like Tom will bring me like a couple pounds, like tuna steak or whatever, like fresh oh, yeah. ahi, you know, or like Dark Josh brought me some trigger fish throats the other day. Oh, dude. Dude. Trigger throats, snapper throats, two of my favorite things of all time. And now, this is what's fucked up. Trigger fish, now you can only keep one per person. So it's like, now you have to keep every, I mean, you keep every part of the fish anyway, right? But now it's like, okay, we're only allowed three of them a day, like for three people. It's like, yeah, I'm going to get every single part of that thing, including the throats and the collars and do everything I can with them. Yeah. It's fried trigger throats, bro. Toss in some buffalo sauce. You want to get wild? Let's get fucking wild. That's the, (laughs) I mean, that's the thing is like, you sound like two cooks over here, but I was straight. All my guys told me the same thing. They're like, because I told Tom's like, yeah, dude, Dark Josh got me some trigger fish throats. And he goes, oh, dude, the trigger fish throats are where it's at. He's like, we usually don't, whenever we take people out to, don't tell to, to go fish, they don't tell they them. Keep, they keep they those don't tell themselves. them. They just, they just give them the fillets. Yeah. And then they're like, all oh, right. And then they think they got it, all the good stuff. And the guy's like, when all the people have gone, they go back and take the throats. Oh, dude, <laughs> yeah. that's the best part, dude. It's like the it's like the thigh meat of the chicken of the fish. Like that. <sighs> It's a lot so of people good. compare like the the texture of like trigger fish throats to like a lobster tail or something. Like it's dude, it's out of control. It's fire! Man. It's so good. Yeah. yeah, that's like that's one of those like uh, that's like one of those deckhand thing. Not not many people know about it. Everybody wants the pretty piece of meat off the side. Yeah, but you get that you that fillet with that throat, dude. <laughs> that neck, boy. Yeah, bring that neck back here. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Wild. Bro. You fuck with uh with like uh pork. Yeah, I do some pork stuff. Uh, our second restaurant was a big. Like we did a lot of barbecue and pork yeah. belly and you know pork butts and stuff like that, which was which was really cool. A lot of brisket stuff, which yeah. was cool. Um, but I haven't. I mean, like I said, I've done some like pork pork belly burn ends and stuff like that, as specials next door and shit like that. But uh, it's not like my go. My go to is usually like 
steak and f- seafood is like my, I like my main steak. thing. I can cook any kind of meat, man, but like steak, seafood, steak's yeah. probably my favorite, but dude, like even better than steak to me is like a really well done brisket or like mm-hmm. some carnitas or whatever. Oh yeah. Dude. Like some slow cooked brisket, dude. Oh yeah. I don't have a Traeger. I need to get one so I can do Cause I've heard people that say that brisket out of a Traeger is like something else. Yeah. But dude, my dad used to have an old smoker, like that propane tank. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. had to cut it in half. But he would do like boss and butts on it. That's yeah. about as much as I'm aware of. Dude, but we that just shit was had, so good. We just had pound and a half Wagyu beef short ribs. But I mean they Damn. were like dinosaur ribs, so they're about oh, this they're fucking huge. big. I smoked them for eight hours with the house rub, and then we did a strawberry barbecue sauce and uh fuck. Can't remember what vinaigrette we put on the like a cabbage slaw. And sliced strawberries on it. Bro. When I tell you eight hour hickory smoked ribs like that, dude, and it was, they, my and they stomach is like, dude, I mean, insane, dude. Oh, so dude, that, fucking good. That's bro. the play, dude. And that's the thing is like, if you're going to do like some really good meat, like, if you're just like, you know, searing a steak or cooking some chicken and rice, it's done like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you want like some good, savory, like slow Takes cooked time, meat, dude. that's going to be like a six to eight hour ordeal. Oh, like, yeah. Hell, oh, yeah. you know, I've, I know some people that have slow cooked like a big old, like a whole piece brisket for like mm-hmm. 14 hours. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, we do ours almost almost 24 at the restaurant. We do full briskets like that because yeah. we'll do like eight hours hard smoke and then wrap and do like a good 12, 16 hours of just real low, just like getting the, the fat to break down a little bit. What, and the what restaurant is down. this? Global Grill and Urban Swinery. Uh, yeah, down on uh, Palafox. I don't Pensacola. think I've been there yet. It's been a while since I've been on Palafox. I'm not going to lie to you. I was a, I was a big fan of, uh, Hop jacks. Oh, where? Yeah, and they're oh, not yeah. there anymore. I know. Yeah. It makes me what fuck, the fuck that angry. Place. Yeah, fuck that place I was just downtown. That guy. I was just downtown like a week ago, and I was like, "Yeah, dude. Whoa, what the fuck? It's well, gone." Bro, so, they had pizza with filet mignon on it. Come on, what the fuck? Well, what they happened? say it was filet mignon, but well, wow. the fucking dude. Conspiracy theory. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. The dude who owns all those spots, Hop Jacks, Pot Roast and Pino, Eighty Six Forks, Tin Cow, all that. His name is Joe Absinthe. He's shit. He's, he sucked, dude. When we opened he's our restaurant, he's a piece of shit. Okay. When he, when we opened our fucking second restaurant, he came in one night because he saw that we were busy and he was like all pissy about it. He came in and pulled the fire alarm whenever we had like the owner did this. The owner, the owner of, of the other place? of the other restaurants. What so, a dick! Pulled the fucking fire alarm and we had to wow. fucking oh dude, I shit you not. I mean like, and I don't know if you guys saw what happened with Tin Cow like two years ago, year and a half ago. No. Which one was this? Mm, yeah. One downtown. What happened? So one of the employees that worked there, I guess, got pissed off um, because I guess Joe, I don't know what the fuck happened. But anyway, he had taken a bunch of pictures of the kitchen while he was there. And there were pictures of dead rats in the kitchen. There were pictures of like, they get their ground beef, like 10 pound logs of ground beef in. There were pictures of rats that had eaten through the ground beef and were eating the ground beef and that they were just using. Like, I mean, they had to, they shut down that restaurant for three months to renovate the entire thing. Because they had like they would not allow them to open back up without renovating the whole kitchen. Damn. Like I mean, and that's kind of what happened to Hopjacks too. Is like they let it run down so bad, like the bar and everything, like because it just like didn't they never cleaned anything, and it just you know. So they had that's why they shut down that place too. So now he's got Tin Cow downtown and Pyros and Pino, but yeah, but Pyros yeah. and Pino is shut down too. Yeah, they're only supposed to be doing like three days or something, two days. Oh, I thought they were gone. Like we walked by and it wasn't even there. In the annex? Yeah. You're talking about the alleyway thing that's yeah. indoor kind of? Oh, maybe they did. Maybe it is 86 Forks is doing that. Yeah, it's 86 Forks now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
See, and that's not even... He's slowly like, going away, dude. All this stuff. Bro, he... He deserves to go away. That's what happens when you don't keep a hold of your shit, man. Yeah, bro, I need to behave, like, bro. Fuck it, bro. Yeah. Well... But, yeah. I, dude, I'll definitely holler at you whenever we get some... Uh, whenever we I start doing some other that, shit. Yeah, yeah, when we do some... Yeah. When we get dude, some more honestly, short ribs in and shit. we need to have a, a night here. That we get have everybody, like, yeah. You, Cam, all, all these people oh, who are yeah. talking about having this cookout thing. Yeah. And have an actual cookout. Because he has a stone grill that's built into the back of his house. Yeah. I'm done with that. Yeah. I'm done with that for sure. We'll just have like a boys night yeah, that'd be sick. Or guess not. Uh, big on, fucking, uh, I'm, I'm a big foodie dog. That's like my other thing. We'll that's do food much, and whiskey, bro. That's pretty what much like one, dude. So that's pretty much like my thing, dude. Meat like, and socks. If you if you watch like my Instagram and shit, because a bunch of people like say, dude, all you put on your on your Instagram was like jujitsu, memes, whiskey, food, and your dog. And I'm like, that's pretty much. That's that's it. pretty that's much. It. It. What more you, you want, dude? Me, bro. What more you want? <laughs> like. So, like, that's pretty much all I do is I just do jiu-jitsu all day. Every now and then, like, when I get a break during the day, I might go, like, to the beach or something. I don't have a lot of time for that during the school year because we have after school. Yeah. Yeah. But whenever I get done, dude, it's just straight home. I don't – not every night, but most nights I'll pour me, like, a little glass or something. And then I just saute steak for me and my dog. That's about it. Oh, yeah. Shit, that sounds like a damn good life to me, man. Hey, it ain't bad, dude. Yeah. ain't bad. And it's getting – dude, the the room's blown up. So, like – you know, I've never been in jiu-jitsu for the money. Like, if I was in jiu-jitsu for the money, I would have quit a long time ago. Yeah. But that being said, man, when you do things right, money comes your way. So, yeah. you know, uh, with, you know, just the room growing, you know, keep, you know, keeping the the, the vibes good. And not only that, a uh, ton of it's been Chris and Christy Wheelers who have completely helped me change my life with, you know, through jiu-jitsu. So, yeah. they've helped me see the business side of it in a more professional lens. Like, it's not just bumping heads. You know, it's not yeah. just training hard. You have to actually, you know, you know, put on your suit and tie every now and then yeah. and actually be a diplomat and, you know, yeah, you know do sure. That's important stuff. for any business. You so, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dude, the money has come through even more this year, dude. So I'm looking at buying, you know, knock on wood. I don't know yeah. if that's what or not. But it's got to be. That counts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully going to buy my first house probably Fuck at the end it. of this year or the beginning of next year oh hell yeah. yeah dude so that's awesome man. that's it man good shit doing jujitsu gonna have my own spot life's good fuck yeah, fuck yeah. yeah dude. so hell yeah it's man. cool to see like i mean I, i've known you throughout the like scene yeah. but it's just cool to see like things coming around you know yeah dude like, it's weird because you don't especially when like you're not like in the same room every day and you see people like here or there and then yeah. you kind of see what they're oh you're doing this you're doing that yeah yeah this or that yeah so it's cool to kind of like do your own thing and then come back around and see that other people are doing good too yeah you know, it's yeah. really sweet yeah it's really yeah. Nice. it is cool to see a group that you've kind of been with to everybody kind of raise yeah. up you know yeah that's yeah yeah that's i feel really part. sad like because unfortunately it's not always the case with everybody yeah right? every now and then you see like you know, you've over like two years, you kind of like elevate your life a little bit. And you do some really cool shit. And then you see this one guy who's kind of like stuck in a rut and you're like, yeah, damn, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, you want to help him, but you can't help everybody. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to pray for him if you believe in that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 No, sure. I agree with you. Definitely. Well, we're going to wrap this up because we're running a little long, but. Dude, I can't thank you enough for coming yeah, man, on. Dude. My for pleasure. Sure. Definitely like oh, a yeah. local legend in my opinion. And definitely <laughs> oh, somebody I look oh, up to. I don't know about that, oh, but yeah. I do appreciate the you know, the kind words. So, yeah, oh, yeah, for yeah, sure, dude. man. For sure. Yeah, thank you for coming on. It was good meeting you for sure. And 
hearing some more stories, you know, yeah. <laughs> between the boys. But uh, but yeah, we'll definitely have to get up and fucking cook some food for everybody. And, that need, that needs know. to be the next one, dude. Do like a taste test or whatever. And do oh, a pod, yeah. Do a, oh, I yeah. want a podcast. Yeah, I'm here for it. Well, I'm like actually... A, like an annual Some People Suck cookout. Yeah. Or some, some People Suck Fest. I'm actually working. <laughs> I'm actually working. We just did our one episode. We did it. Or it was really... Oh, yeah. It ended up being a rehearsal. Um, it was going to be for Fight TV. It might still be for Fight TV. I'm not really sure if they're really still trying to do it or not, but... I'm coming out with my podcast. It's not going to be Real Talk with Yelvo. If you listen to OG Real Talk with Yelvo, it was filthy. It was it was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Like if we did that these days, we get canceled. So it's a little bit more, slightly more diplomatic. Still kind of edgy and yeah. filthy, but not quite as bad. Yeah, less filthy. shock value, but still legit comedy. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Still us kind of giving our thoughts on shit like that. So, uh, yeah. you know, you guys need to come on mine. Dude, that fucking up before, so. Yeah, so down, dude. For yeah. sure. Yeah, Cannot man, wait. So. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me, man. Really do you, uh, before there. we before we cut, do you have anything you want to plug? Your Instagram anywhere, you know, uh, any kind of any kind of stuff you want to get. I mean, you're like actually no. You know what? Uh, if you, I mean, if you don't want to, that's totally uh, fine. But just the opportunity. Yeah, man, uh, if you guys haven't seen, I just dropped my signature rash guard, uh, yeah. com. and it's fire. Yeah, yeah, it was the memento Damn. rash guard, memento Vivari, memento uh, memento mori, all that stuff. You know, um, it's got the the Yatsugumi Kaku on the back. Yeah, like my yeah, name. Yeah. If you think my name is stupid, which fair, fuck you. But if you think it is stupid, you can get your name put you know on there instead of mine. So it's a dope rash guard. Plus, Nogi Nation has a bunch of cool shit out there. You know, go check them out. Uh, Will's Karate and Jiu Jitsu, Leg Lock Assassins just made a, a gear drop. I saw yeah, that. Yeah. It's and sick. I love the color too. Um, also, you, you know, they're it. looking yeah. for new guys and you know new representatives. So. If, uh, if you got a sick leg lock finish in competition or you got a sick flow that you've been working on, record it. You know, if you got a, a finish in competition, post it, tag them in whatever you're going to post and, you know, maybe they'll, you know, throw some love oh, your way. Yeah. Outside of that, uh, I'll, I'm not sponsored by Old Forster, but I wish I was. <laughs> this is dude, Old Forster. Hey, hey put it, it out into the inner. Yeah. Get we're that energy out there, bro. Yeah, yeah. We're speaking, dude, we are speaking a whiskey sponsorship into existence right yeah, now. Oh, shit sure. you not. I mean, I'm throwing all the bottles on here. I'm telling you. Couldn't give you a can, more of a hint. I mean, can you tell what we're into? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but hell yeah, dude. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for hanging out for a little awesome. bit. Thanks so much, off. guys. So hell yeah. Thank you guys for listening, watching all the things. We love you. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.